On this episode of Off Course Agility, I'm going to share some of my memories of attending NADAC fundraisers at Kilowog, New York, which were organized by Nadia Rubai, who unfortunately has just recently passed away. I did not know Nadia Rubai all that well personally. And whenever I attended the fundraisers, I really just knew her as Nadia. But to give you an overall picture of who Nadia was, I'm going to read her obituary, or at least part of it. And I may comment in between. If so, I'll let you know I'm commenting. On Saturday, March 12th, 2022, Nadia Rubai, beloved daughter, sister, and friend, passed away at the age of 57. Nadia's death resulted from a sudden cardiac arrest she suffered the previous week. Nadia was born June 13th of 1964, to Sandra Pollock and Madi Rubai in Cortland, New York. Nadia was an adventurer, always willing to try new things. As a teenager, she became a black belt in karate. As a young adult, she trained dogs and both competed in and judged dog agility trials across the U.S., Canada, and in Europe. Eventually, many of her adventures were for the benefit of others. She summited Mount Kilimanjaro as part of a fundraising effort to... Sorry. She summited Mount Kilimanjaro as part of a fundraising effort for a school in Tanzania. She participated in bicycle events to support local food banks and diabetes services, and annually she bicycled around Cayuga Lake to benefit the Southern Tier AIDS program. Professionally, Nadia received her bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. degrees in political science from Binghamton University before leaving to teach at New Mexico State University. After 15 years in New Mexico, Nadia returned to Binghamton University in 2004 to join the College of Community and Public Affairs. She was a core member of the community and public, uh, the College of Community and Public Affairs, a prolific academic researcher, teacher, and mentor. Following a stint as a Fulbright scholar in Columbia, in, in oh yes, that's what it says in Columbia, <laughs> Nadia became the coordinator of Binghamton University's Fulbright U.S. Scholar Program. She was the 2014 recipient of the SUNY 
Chancellor's Award for Excellent in Faculty Service and the 2015-2016 University Award for Excellent in International Education. In 2016, Nadia became the co-developer and co-director of Binghamton's University Institute for Genocide and Mass Atrocity Prevention. Nadia's skills and values shaped and defined the Institute and its programs. She created and launched the world's first and only professional Master of Science degree in Genocide and Mass Atrocity Prevention. She designed and implemented a faculty fellows program offering instruction in the essentials of genocide and mass atrocity prevention to Binghamton University professors across five colleges and over a dozen distinct disciplines, equipping faculty with an atrocity prevention lens to incorporate into their teaching and research. Above all, Nadia's lasting legacy is a global community of friends and colleagues, including current and former students. Nadia's joyful way of living drew people to her. She made friendships easily, cared for them well, and kept them long. She had among her network of friends everyone from refugees whom she helped to come to the U.S. to Nobel laureates. And then it goes on to say that she survived by her family and that there'll be a celebration of life uh, on June 11th um, and places you can donate to. I will put a link to this obituary in uh, my show details for this. And I'm going to take a quick break <laughs> to compose myself to reading that. And then I'm going to comment about uh, my times going to Kilowog. And uh, I'll be back after a second. I'm just going to put a quick um, comment in here about ways to reach me. I had posted something on the NADAC forum that I was going to record uh, some memories of Nadia and asked that if anybody had anything, you know, they could reply to my post or they could leave a message on the Off Course Agility uh, voicemail line. Uh, much to my <laughs> disappointment, nobody, nobody posted anything and nobody uh, responded. But if any of you listening to this episode would like to um, comment in any way about Nadia, any memories you had, I certainly would uh, put it at the end of a future episode where uh, I, you know, final wrap up and have comments. So once again, I'm just going to remind everyone of ways you can get in touch with the Off Course Agility podcast. Uh, one way you can always in the show notes is you can send an email offcourse at optimum.net, offcourse at optimum.net. I had 
started a phone number, which nobody has ever really used except a few people used it champs because I had it on my stall. But for just trying to get in touch with me, they were using it. And I don't really answer this line. It goes pretty much right to, to voicemail. So the phone number where you can leave a voicemail, and then I could take that voicemail and use it in the podcast, is 973-295-5887. 973-295-5887. And on the forum, I may go back onto the forum and post the link to the obituary and if anybody does comment uh, in the future on my uh, thread uh, on the forum I'll, I'll include it maybe in a future future episode so i'm going to take another quick break and i'm going to come back with some memories of my times going up to kilowag remembering nadia uh, makes me have to remember Dino. And on my very first episode, I talked about how I got into agility. And I talked a bit about my first dog, Dino, my first beagle. And uh, Dino was a, a bit of a piece of work. I mean, he was a great companion dog. And just like my current dog, uh, I get dogs first to be my companion. And and then to participate in agility. With Dino, of course, I didn't know I was going to do agility. And he brought me into this field and allowed me to meet many great people, one of which was Nadia. So back, I'm thinking somewhere in the 2006 or 2007 time frame, Nadia started hosting... NADAC fundraisers. And the only fundraiser I ever went to for, Na uh, for NADAC was up in Kilowog, New York. Kilowog is an extremely small little town in uh, upstate New York. It's um, just north of Whitney Point on I-81 and just south of Marathon. So I know I went to a lot of fundraisers there because I can remember lots of different places I tried to stay. Because most of the time when I went up to Kilowog, I would go up and camp. I'm not sure. The very first time I went, I may have gone to a motel up in Marathon. But I'm not positive of that. I know one of the first times I went to Kilowog, I also, and I think I went there twice, there was a private campground somewhere in that area. And back in those days, I just had a tent. So I would just bring my tent, and I had a van. At the time, I still have the van. Um, but I would camp... Uh, I would set up a tent, and I would camp there. And I remember, I think the first time I went to that campground, I think I went to the trial first, maybe. And then I went to the campground, like, the Saturday night and camped over, I think, if I recall. And I remember, it wasn't that much. You know, when you go to private campgrounds, especially when you're a tenter, um, 
there's a lot of RVs. A lot of campgrounds have a lot of seasonal campers, people that camp there all summer long. Uh, and actually, the person who was running the campground, they gave me a nice, just grassy site that was pretty close to the bathroom. So it worked out. But it, <laughs> I never really liked that campground that much. I think I may have gone there twice. Uh, sometimes my sister would accompany me in, in the later times I would go up to Kilowog. And for the life of me, I can't remember how many fundraisers uh, Nadia would have in a year. I want to say that she did it at least twice a year, maybe three times a year. It really was a place that I went to trial quite a bit. I should say that the other thing that I like going up there, I've always had family up in the Finger Lakes. And Kilowog's a little south of the Finger Lakes, but it was an area I was used to going up to. So uh, I enjoyed going in that area of uh, New York State because I had some familial, familiarity with it. And sometimes I would extend the, the weekend a bit. Uh, this mostly happened when my sister was with me. And, and we would go up and, and see some family up in uh, New York, in another super small town in New York. Um, but... Going along with places I stayed. I know a lot of this is memories of just me going up there, but I will get to Nadia too. Um, I remember that then I was like, I don't know, this cat campground wasn't there. So I started looking around for other campgrounds. And I remember the going to the campground Shenango Valley State Park. Because uh, when you're a tenter, state parks are always better to go to because... Uh, there's more tenters to begin with, and uh, you get a little bit less of the RVs. Uh, and usually the bathrooms are pretty good in, in state parks. So I know I went to Shenango Valley State Park a few times. The other memory I have of going up to Kilowog was that from New Jersey, I have to go out Route 80, up 380 to I-81, and then I-81 would take me right up to the Kilowog area. And during these years, there was construction on I-81. Uh, and I don't remember where the construction was. I don't know if it was Pennsylvania or it was above Binghamton. But I remember getting stuck in some horrific traffic jams going up and going back, which, and it was just random. You know, like sometimes you would hit a horrible traffic situation and other times you didn't. So from New Jersey, the trip should, I think it was maybe four hour trip to get there. Um, I think it was maybe four hours. Uh, but if the traffic was really good, maybe it was three, three and a half. <laughs> but some of those trips took, oh, they were horrible. I mean, they, they, sometimes it was like five hours because of the traffic. And I do remember one time, and my sister was with me on this one, and we probably, at that time, my sister probably had her soft-coated Wheaton Terrier, Abby. And Abby was a handful. 
she did uh, not like other dogs much. She always accepted Dino, which was great. But uh, we were going up, and we were going to Shenango Valley. And I think we left Friday night. And by the time we got to the state park to our camp, our, our, you know, we would reserve a campsite. When we got to the campsite, it was super late. I think it was after 12. It was after 12 at night. The traffic was really bad that time. And I remember my sister and I, we, we, I think we somehow left the, the dogs in the van. We took all the camping supplies, the tent, the cooking, all that stuff. We just put it on the picnic table. We just put everything on the picnic table. Now, remember, it's pitch black. It's night. Uh, and we, both of us, we just crashed laying in the van because we, we, I had taken out the second row of seats. So it was not the most comfortable night in the world because we had the dogs and two humans trying to crash laying in a van. But it's memories. And even given all that, I enjoyed going to Kilowog because the people that came to Kilowog, it was usually a small group, but it was always really friendly people, as often is the case at an agility trial. Really friendly people. And Nadia herself was such a friendly woman. I don't know if I went to the very first fundraiser that she had up there or not. I couldn't say. But I do remember the first time meeting her and thinking she, you know, she was very heavily involved with NADAC at that point. She was a, um, I think she was like a supervisory judge, you know, uh, not just a normal judge. She could uh, supervise other judges. And I know at one point I remember her, she was working some uh, NADAC person, trying to help a person train their dog, I guess, who had been a little dog reactive at a trial and, uh, you know, I guess had been warned about it or something. So she was trying to help that person rehabilitate the dog. She, she was an incredible uh, dog uh, person. You, you just sensed it from her. And she was one of those judge types that, you know, said, you know, if you're not having fun with your dog, why are you doing this, right? Why are you doing this? And by then, by the time I'd gotten up to the fundraisers and I was going up to Kilowog, I think I had already passed my beginning part of uh, agility where I had a little issue and I was like, I'm not having fun. And then I just thought, well, you got to either have fun or just stop doing it. So I had changed my mental perspective and uh, it was it was good, you know, at that point. So I kept going because it was good. And I wish Dino, if he had been a better um, dog in the sense of queuing, I would probably have a better record of all the times I went up there because uh, my cues from Kilowog are very spotty. Toward the later years, I think the last time I, I think the last few trials she had up there was around 2010 because I do have some cues in 2010 that are listed as uh, Kilowog. So I know I was still going up there. And then um, I know as, you know, I read the obituary, I knew, oh, I always knew she was like a professor. I didn't know about all the other things she had done in her life. I also kind of knew she had been in New Mexico for a while. And I believe when she was in New Mexico, she was very involved with NADAC out there 
too. Um, but so I knew she was a professor, and then at some point she stopped having the fundraisers. And I, I remember uh, one of the people that used to come uh, to the fundraisers there uh, in Kilowatt because Natty had had equipment, but I don't think she had all the equipment. So usually somebody else would come with some of like the contact equipment, if I recall. Like, I want to almost say that the first time I went, it might have been Leisha Schmidt had her equipment up at Kilowog. And then I know later on, it seemed most of the time, I think the equipment was coming from the Northeast Agility um, group uh, or club, which is uh, Corey and Aaron uh, Vida and uh, Lynn Smitley. And I... New Lynn Smitley was, uh, and if, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Lynn. I knew she was uh, a friend of Nadia. And so in subsequent years, I remember post-2010, when I was at some Northeast Agility trial, I remember asking Lynn about Nadia, uh, like, you know, what happened? She kind of dropped out of Agility, and she said she was just very... Uh, busy with her, you know, professorship and, and her educational career. Totally understand that. Um, but anyway, so that, that, that eventually, like, I stopped going. But remembering some of the things that happened at those trials, um, I'll, let me go back to the places I stayed, too. So I know I camped at Shenanga Valley. At Pat Daggett and Carol Daggett and uh, Margaret... Uh, McEwen, who back then might have been right Meyer, uh, they used to go up to a lot of the fundraisers too. And they stayed at the Three Bear Inn. What a great name. It was this very small inn, and I think, I don't know if it was in Kilowog, Kilowog proper or if it was in Marathon. Uh, might have actually been in Kilowog because it was kind of off by itself. Uh, the three barons. So I remember staying there at least once, maybe twice, uh, when I went up there. So uh, when I went to Kilowog uh, for the trials up there with Nadia, I sometimes, most of the time I camped <laughs> and I went to a number of different places. I think there was even a time my sister came with me where we went over to Ithaca, which is like an hour over from Kilowog. And I think we camped at buttermilk falls state park which is in ithaca and then we would go over to the trial and we would come back to the campground i think that was one of the times we went after the trial was over on the sunday uh we came back to the campground i think we may have made a run up uh up along that finger lake and i forget which lake i think it might be cayuga that's uh, ithaca's on can't remember for sure um we ran up and saw my relatives uh, up in, because uh, they were north of the Finger Lakes. Um, I'll say, not that it means anything to any of you, but they lived in a very small town called Savannah, New York. So they lived in Savannah, and I would, we would run up, see them, spend a little bit of time, and then we, would, we probably came back to the campground. That's what I met, remember. My memory's not always that good. So going back to the trials, um, Natty had a, a nice piece of property there, and she definitely had a nice 
flat, um, relatively flat area, just enough flat, good area to have the agility field. And the first time I went up there, I remember it was pretty much just that field. There was a port, you know, she had a portage on brought in, whatever. Uh, and you would, she had, it was like, I remember even the premium said something to this effect. There was one driveway that went into Nadia's house. Uh, and then the next driveway went into this gravelly parking area, which was her property. And then there was a little, uh, like, walkway that went between, there was a little culvert, which had a small stream that went through it. And then there was, uh, like, the trees are a little, but it was like a woods road through the trees. And then you went up a slight knoll, and then you got, and she was at the agility field. And I remember over the years I went over there, uh, up up there, uh, Natty improved it some. Like she had put in a little uh, dock on a little pond that was off on the one side of the uh, agility field. So I remember like after the trials, she used to say, you know, people could <laughs> have their dogs jump off the dock if they wanted. Uh, she had put in this really nice shed that kind of had a porch and it had a lot of storage so she could put her agility equipment that she had because I think she had tunnels and stuff. I just don't know if she had contact equipment. Maybe she did later on, but I don't recall um, for sure. I kind of remember other people bringing the equipment. And uh, so that was the setup there. And it was, and you would, you know, you could go and set up. There's a little area down when you went through the, over the woods road into the, uh, there was a little bit off to the side where you could set up and crate. You could go up and crate near her shed. Uh, or a, a lot of times I would kind of work from the car. A lot of times I would set up a chair or something somewhere. So Nadia was a great host. You know, she always was very welcoming from everybody who came. And her fundraisers, and I think a lot of them are like this, there were no run air orders generally. <laughs> it was just like, we're going to set this course. Well, we're setting regular now, or we're setting chances now, or we're setting tunnelers. It would be set, and then everybody who's running, you would just run. <laughs> and and the scorer would just, you know, find everybody. I don't even know. I, I guess there were score sheets. Uh, uh, and, you know, you would you would score everybody up and uh you would get the results uh later uh, there were you know she did print the results i if i recall you could check your results but as i said a lot of times i went up there dino didn't he didn't do it so great in the beginning going up there because uh he had motivational problems and nadia knew this and she was a good dog trainer so she after I had came to a few trials, she would try to goose Dino sometimes for me. She wanted Dino to succeed. So I remember there were a few different things we, she did, which uh, cracks me up even now thinking about it. Like she always, used to always say she was going to pinch his butt or squeeze his butt. So there were one or two runs at the fundraiser where I would be there at the start line and Tina wasn't starting. And Natty would be standing back behind because, you know, she liked Dino and I think Dino liked her. She'd come out and like, like kind of run at him, kind of charge at him. And sometimes that would just get him going and he would take off onto the course and I'd be, oh, this is great. 
I remember another thing she tried a few times. A few times she'd have me there. She'd take Dino from me. She'd go take Dino away from me. And then she'd come up real quick with Dino and she'd tell me to go run the course. So she was always trying to make Dino do better for me. That's just the type of person she was. She knew so much about dogs and she was a good dog trainer. Uh... It was a lot of fun. So you can see why I have these memories of going up there so many times. Because Nadia was, uh, she was a fun person. And the people that came up there, there, everybody seemed to have a good time up there. As I said, a lot of people, some of them guests, Margaret used to go up there. Uh, the Daggets would go up there. Uh, the Northeast Agility crew would come down for it often. And there were other, I, so many people, I can't remember everybody's names and who, who, who came. But a lot of times it wasn't all that many people that would come to the trial. Um, but it was always fun. It was always fun. And Nadia was, she was just great. And I clearly have another memory too, because like I was getting in, involved, sort of. I mean, it was in, NADAC was my venue. And when champs would come around, I remember back then I had I had the van and I didn't have my camper yet. So my sister and I sometimes would go down to um, the Outer Banks. We would go to the out. We would rent a house down on the Outer Banks and go vacation down there. And down in the Outer Banks and in a lot of places, like, you know, you can walk your dog on the beach, but not like in the fall. So we would go in the fall, you know, when it wasn't busy. And a lot of times, there was at least one time where that, and I don't know if it was 2009, I don't recall. Um, but I remember I was on vacation, so it was <laughs> during the day. Um, and that time down in uh, the Outer Banks, it was kind of warm. It was kind of a warm time, even though it was the fall. And I remember that NADAC Champs was being streamed. So I remember watching a number of people who I knew uh, that were at Champs. And I remember that year, whoever was doing the streaming, I think it most likely it was Three Pines Production that was probably doing it. They were occasionally interviewing people off on the side and they were showing it on the live stream. And I clearly remember one time I saw Nadia and her dog. I wish I could remember all her dog names, but it's just my memory uh, is not that good. And it's like, if I'd known I was going to do podcasts back then, I would have taken notes. I would have kept a notebook with me so I could record, you know, things and remember things better for the future. But that's the way it goes. I still don't really do that. So I still, it's what I remember or what I don't. But I remember her being on that she was at Champs, she was running her dog, and they were interviewing. And I remember thinking, oh, that's Nadia, I know Nadia. And even on the interview, she was, uh, she was really, uh, you know, uh, you, her personality came through uh, onto the live stream. So uh, that, those are my memories of going to Kilowog. It's, you know, a part of who I am. It was I enjoyed my time going up there with my, my buddy Dino. 
where we would camp. And, you know, sometimes my sister was with me. Uh, she wasn't doing agility at that point because she had her dog. She, and that was the strange thing. Often she'd just stay in, like, while we were at the trail, she would stay in the van with the dog a lot because uh, the dog, <laughs> her dog was kind of reactive. And, but her, pro, Nadia's property was really by itself. So my sister would go out, uh, walk out back to the road, and there really was nobody around. You could walk up and down the road. It was on a hill, but you could w- walk the road that led, um, I think it was East Hill Road, too, I think was the name of the road in Kilowog. And you could go up and down, and there were no neighbors. There were no neighbors that you really saw. Uh, so she would often uh, take her dog out to the road and walk along the road. Uh, the people did fly up and down the road a bit, but uh, she uh, she always was very careful. Uh, so I had a lot of good times up there. And, uh, you know, even, like I said, sometimes the trip up was not the most uh, was not the best, but yet I continued to go up there. And in the end, um, you know, Dino did get a number of cues up there toward the end of the times that uh, Nadia was having the trial. And Nadia also was a judge, so I remember occasionally seeing her. I have a, I have a memory of maybe, I, and I'm, you know, my memory, like I said, is not always the best. But I remember that Lisa Schmidt had a trial one time somewhere out in Pennsylvania in the like the winter time in a state fairground type or a, a fairground place. And we were inside some sort of building and it had a dirt floor. And if I recall, Nadia was the judge there. And Dino had a very good day. He he got I mean for him. He I think he got two cues and, and if he and maybe he came real close too. I don't know. Hard to know. But I remember at one point, you know, there was a break as I remember uh, Nadia saying that, "Oh, Dino's really on today." And he was cuz he was he was running like really good that day. And I think that was the only time uh, Lisa had the trial there. I think it, then she never returned there. Um, I have no idea what the issue was, but it was a long way. I remember going a long way. And and another memory of uh, Kilowog, which was how crazy I used to be uh, at one point with agility, was I remember there was one time the weather wasn't going to be good, and I didn't want to go uh, up uh, to camp in, in bad weather. But... Then, like, on the Sunday or the Saturday, it was going to be okay on one day and not the other. So I remember, and like I said, the traffic, it was like about four hours from uh, New Jersey. I remember getting up god-awful early, drove all the way up to Kilowog, and, like, and got there in time to, to be there for for the trial. And then I... You know, I drank a lot of coffee that day, and then I remember coming back. It was like a one day up, up, do the trial, and come back, uh, because I didn't camp. I don't think I camped. Uh, I think that was one crazy time I went up there, which uh, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing. Uh, but I did it. I remember doing it. And uh, it was because it was fun times up there, and the fun times were because uh, Nadia, she was the organizer of it and, uh, she, she kept it, she kept it fun and she was just, she was a great, she was a great woman. Um, 
And even though she was no longer active in agility, I, the thought that she died so young, uh, it's just, it's just sad. Very sad to me. She was a very special person. All right. I'm not going to do any more, uh, and I'm not going to have another, like a final wrap up here. I'm just going to wrap it up right now. So, uh, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, uh, listening to me remember my times in Kilowog, and uh, I hope you got a sense of uh, Nadia Rubai from uh, my uh, descriptions and memories uh, and her obituary. She was uh, quite a special person. And if you're going to a trial or you're doing VTs, whatever it may be, I wish you happy trialing. <laughs>